Today on the Rogue Retirement Lounge, your first real estate syndication investment. Well, it's actually my first one, but I'm going to take you through the whole process from initially learning about the investment, which uh, was an apartment complex in Kentucky, all the way through the sale of the property and the payoff. Spoiler alert, it was a really good investment. Welcome to the podcast where entrepreneurs go to learn about alternative retirement investing strategies and structures and all things related to planning a successful, prosperous retirement. If you're self-employed, if you're a gig worker or solopreneur, you've come to the right place to learn how to retire wealthier, retire sooner, and retire happier. This is the Rogue Retirement Lounge. Okay, so in previous episodes, I've touched on my love of real estate investing, both hands-on uh, single-family properties and hands-off fully passive syndications, where all you do is send them your money and you watch the syndicators do all the work. Well, a couple months ago, my first syndication came to an end uh, and I got all my money back plus more, uh, and we'll get into the numbers soon, but... I want to walk you through the whole process because people ask me a lot of questions about syndications, everything from how to find them, how the taxes work, what the returns and risks are like, et cetera, et cetera. So this whole process started back in 2017. I'd been listening to the Bigger Pockets podcast and they had a few guests on who were apartment syndicators. Um, you know, first, you may be asking yourself, what exactly is a syndication? So uh, in basic terms, it's basically just a partnership uh, between a group of investors to purchase some kind of an asset. There's one person or a team of people who act as the sponsor or syndicator, and then there are the investors who put in the money, uh, which is usually used for the down payment uh, and sometimes partially for improvements to the property once it's acquired. So the sponsors will often put in some of their own money, which makes us investors feel better since they have some skin in the game. Also, the sponsors will sometimes receive what's called an acquisition fee, which uh, seems to usually average around 1% or 2% as a payment for putting the deal together. Now, as an investor in a syndication, all you really do after you've decided you want to participate is just write a check or wire the money to the sponsor, then you sit back and do nothing, which is beautiful. This is truly passive in every sense of the term. So each syndication is different as far as how long the asset is held and what kind of returns are promised. But most of the investments that I look at offer around an 8% annual like a cash on cash distribution um, and a 15% or more anticipated overall return once the building is sold. And usually these uh, investments are slated to last five to seven years. But just so you know, every syndication is different and these numbers will vary. These are just kind of ballparks based on the deals that I've seen and bought into. So anyway, back in 2017, when I'd hear a syndicator interviewed on the Bigger Pockets podcast, I'd immediately reach out to him and set up a call. I made contact with probably a half a dozen dudes who were regularly putting these syndications together so I could get on their email list and get notified when they had something coming up. Now, some of these syndications require you to be an accredited investor, which, uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm not. Uh, not yet. Uh, I'm not going to get into the rules now, but if you go back to episode three, 
I get into accredited versus non-accredited investors and SEC rule 506B and 506C. So you can check out that episode uh, if you want more detail on that stuff. So uh, around this time, I was working with the awesome Jordan Shepard, who has also been on my show, getting my solo 401k put together. And that would enable me to start investing in syndications uh, using my retirement savings, which is kind of cool. Um, so fast forward six or seven months and I get an email from one of these syndicators and he's located in an apartment building, uh, with over a hundred units in Kentucky. Uh, since then I've gotten into multiple syndications for apartment complexes, uh, and a self-storage facility. Um, and all of them were done doing the same process that I'm going to guide you through. So First, I get the email uh, with an alert that the investment is on the horizon. Uh, then there's an in-depth webinar that goes over way into the details of the investment uh, in information on the demographics of the town uh, and all sorts of other things, um, along with the anticipated numbers. So next, they give uh, a basic investment summary document, which includes a lot of information, including photos of the property, uh, which I actually I love checking out. Um, as someone who, to this point, I had really no real real estate investing experience, it was an absolutely fascinating process. Uh, the summary document also had details like the purchase price, the renovation budget, the loan amount, financials based on a five-year hold, investor cash on cash projected returns, and more. So to make us investors feel comfortable, the investor summary will give some bio info on the team to let you know that they're experienced, that they've done lots of deals like this, and that they've done them successfully. They also give background uh, info on the property management company that'll be taking care of the day-to-day -day work on the property, as well as the lawyers and the accountants who will be making sure that everything is above board. Now, in the case of this property, they had a really impressive team, so I immediately felt like I was in in good hands. Uh, next in the summary doc uh, was essentially a business plan for the property. Now, this covers their strategy to improve the property, um, which in this case involved a 12 to 16 month renovation plan for the units themselves, along with uh, like landscaping and other improvements to the overall property. Um, the plan for this project was to quote unquote maximize value for three to seven years, then uh, exit the property, uh, sell it off and take the profits. So one thing that I really liked about their plan was that they gave pretty in-depth details on the rehab plans, the, the, the actual specific rehab plans for the units, including some of the materials they were planning to use. And they were going to be making these units nice. So for me as an investor, I want to know that I'm not going to be part of some slumlord situation. And it made me feel really good to know that this investment was going to not only get me most likely really good returns, but it was going to provide good, safe, relatively nice, very good quality housing to the tenants. So um, another item that is included in the investment summary uh, is comps in the area showing the potential for increased rents once the units were renovated and stabilized. Um, in the case of this apartment complex, there was definitely upside potential on the rents. 
uh, which is nothing but a good thing. Um, next, they offered a pretty detailed rundown of why they liked the city itself. After all, no matter how great the property is, if it's in a town that's dying, it's not going to be a good long-term investment. They gave stats on employment, uh, overall economic diversity, vacancy rates and trends, a number of units being added to the housing supply, affordability of rent, population trends, etc. And everything pointed to the fact that things were good in the area and the town was poised for success. So therefore, the property was too. At this point, I was sold. Um, but that wasn't all. They sent me uh, an analysis spreadsheet that had five-year income statements with these little stress tests, which were kind of worst-case scenarios for income and expenses. There was also some more detailed renovation information on that same spreadsheet with specific numbers applied to everything from the cabinets uh, to the sinks to the flooring and fixtures. Anyway, there was a ton of great detail. So, at this point, I've decided I'm in, and this is in late June of 2018. So about two weeks later, they sent a link to their investor portal, uh, and basically that gave us investors the ability to create a login account, uh, pledge whatever you want to invest, put in your banking details, and wire the money if you're ready to go. At some point in there... They also uh, sent over a subscription agreement for me to sign, and this was basically a nine-page contract. I would guess that it's an SEC requirement, lots of legal jargon, and some language about risks and whatnot. Anyway, so I signed the subscription agreement, wired them twenty-five grand, and that was it. So the deal closed on August 1st, and I got a nice email that day letting me know that they were going to try and have 15 units renovated by the end of September. Um, so they were not wasting any time. Now get this exactly two weeks after the transaction closed and they took over management of this apartment, some dude fell asleep at the wheel and crashed into one of the buildings and the car went through like literally into uh, someone's apartment through one of the electrical meters. So they basically had to vacate the entire building for safety. Now my first instinct when they sent that update was to panic. But the beautiful thing about real estate is that it's an insurable asset. And as it turns out, the insurance for the driver of the car would end up paying for most of the damage. Uh, and the lost rent on the empty units was covered by the insurance on the property. So it ended up really not being an issue at all, more than just a pain in the ass for the management company. So after about six months, they had renovated 32 units and got rid of a bunch of really bad tenants. As it turns out, I think there were some pretty bad folks in place that they weren't aware of when they bought the place. And uh, anyway, turning the units uh, took more time and effort and money than they anticipated, but they were making things happen. So fast forward to the spring of 2019, then they sent out the K-1 forms. Now, uh, if you're invested in a syndication, you basically become an, a partner in the investment. And IRS Schedule K-1 is the return for partners' share of income deductions, credits, and other items. This document shows your share of the profits or losses on the investment uh, and some other assorted items. But for me, I just filed this away because I wasn't going to be taking any tax hits or benefits from the gains or losses on this property since I had invested inside my solo 401k. 
So I just filed away the K1 and waited for further updates. Um, and speaking of updates, they came pretty much monthly. They were usually pretty mundane, just telling about the renovations and going over the income versus expenses. But I always looked forward to getting them. And it always made me feel good that uh, I was getting good communication from the uh, sponsors. Now, one thing to note is that uh, on this and most other syndications that I'm in, is that there were no distributions paid for the first year and a few months. So I gave these guys my money in July 2018 and didn't get my first distribution until October 30th of the following year. And that ended up only being 178 bucks. But I, I wasn't worried about it because I know that these things take time. And there really wasn't supposed to be a lot of profit in those first couple of years. Um, but then in March 2020, COVID happened. And now that's when I started to get really nervous because people were talking about rent moratoriums and rent strikes and so on. And I didn't know how these Kentuckian apartment dwellers were going to react to the situation. Well, it, it turned out fine. There were some tenants who didn't pay, but overall the rent collections managed to stay really surprisingly good. So by the summer of 2020, after two years of being invested in this, the property was pretty much fully renovated and it was sitting uh, at over 90% occupancy, which seemed pretty good. So all seemed pretty well. The updates kept coming. The tenants were paying their bills and I have no complaints, um, except for the fact that in the two years since now, that since I'd given them my money, I had received less than $400 in distributions. But... I was in this for the long haul, not for the monthly income. And you need to know this before you get involved in syndications, because if you if you get involved with any kind of real estate syndication with the goal of predictable, immediate cash flow, you should probably rethink your investment strategy. Or at the very least, consider not expecting any distribution income for the first couple of years. So then... Uh, at the end of December 2020, about two and a half years since making the investment, the sponsor sent out an email letting us know that he had been working on it, possibly uh, refinancing the property, when a broker came to him and offered way more than he expected for the property. So they decided uh, right away just to sell the building, um, and boom, it would be closing in January. So to be honest, I was kind of disappointed because I was hoping that this investment was going to go for more like five or six years um, and that it was going to start generating some, you know, regular and good cash flow. But if it was going to end up being profitable, well, I'll just use the returns and get into something else. So once all was said and done, I ended up having only made about $800 in distributions but with the gain from this early sale, uh, which was over 13500 my total return was about 57%, which is not bad. So annualized, based on how long I was in, it was about a 23% annual return, which, I mean, you got to know that's kick-ass. So 23% based on investing in an insurable asset to me is awesome. I'm psyched about how this thing went, and I'm looking forward to the next one. And now I have absolute 100% total trust for these people that put, to, uh, that put this project together. So what did I learn from this? Well, 
if I wouldn't have reached out to syndicators that I found on podcasts, I never would have heard about this deal. So it's important to expand your network and find these guys who are out there putting together these deals. Um, and what else did I learn? Well, don't expect cash flow for a good long while when you first invest in these things. It's expensive and time-consuming stabilizing these apartment communities, and you need to be prepared for the fact that when you uh, hand them your money, you're not going to be probably seeing uh, distributions anytime soon. But that said, I'm in another apartment syndication in Colorado, and they started paying distributions literally within a couple of months. So your results may vary. Anyway, for those of you who've never done this type of investment, I hope this episode was at least somewhat interesting. And now you know how these things kind of work and what the, you know, what the process is. I absolutely love these types of investments because I love real estate, I hate risk, and I love the fact that it's truly passive income. Okay, that's it for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, and if you did, please do me a favor and share it if you know anyone who might find it interesting. I mean, as always, if you'd be willing to leave this podcast a review, it would be a great help uh, as I try to kind of expand my listenership. I would really appreciate that. So that's it for today. Thanks a lot. And I'll talk to you next time. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. 